It's your boy, Jose, from Big Meat Sports. How are you guys doing on this lovely, lovely Monday? Yes, it's a little bit late on this Monday, approximately around 9.55. Some of you guys are probably going to watch the replay on YouTube. But thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe to the page. It really helps me out with this uh, Big Meat Sport podcast. If you like the content, again, you know, hey, give us some constructive criticism. Give us uh, some love. Give us whatever, bro. Hey, but hit that like button. Hit that subscribe. Really appreciate it. But we are going to hit this and uh, talk about some good news. The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys done spanked, spanked, spanked the Giants last night in Sunday Night Football. Um, 40 to nothing. And uh, to be honest with you, did not see that coming. Did not see that coming because what we were hearing throughout this offseason and leading up to the game is the Giants are back. You know, they got Darren Waller. They got some key pieces. Saquon Barkley signed. Uh, Daniel Jones is better than Dak Prescott. And what did this defense do? This defense done, like, literally shut that thing yeah, I was about to curse, boy. They 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 shut that thing down real quick. Um, it kind of kind of you know we started off rocky. I, I I would admit the defense did start uh start off a little rocky, um, giving up a couple big runs here and there. Um, but man, uh, when they needed to buckle down, they got into I believe the Giants got into the red zone, and then the uh the false start, the forced fumble, uh, well the botch snap. That led into uh, a field goal and the field goal block. And look, uh, we're gonna we're gonna say his name was Iggy because Iggy uh, Iggy not I don't even know how to say his name. The guy that we traded for the Dolphins. Okay, he was the one that uh, picked up that fumble recovery and took it to the house. But look, I'm just gonna talk about this defense because this defense looks great. Um, this defense looks fast. Uh, I think we kind of settled down in the run defense to stop Saquon Barkley, but man, this this game got out, out of hand real, real quick. Um, I know that the weather might have uh, played a little factor in it, but look, I it, it's it's Micah Parsons is that dude. He's scary. Um, I'm telling you, when this guy is out there, he is he is searching. He's probably gonna he's probably gonna have like. 25 sacks this year and the, the the best thing about it was that he was setting up his teammates also for sacks if you really look at it one they're they're moving micah all over the place they got him inside they got him outside um but i love it when he's inside to set up his teammates for the sack like he did osa he took on two defenders and had osa do the wraparound for that sack on daniel jones uh later that game and I, I'm telling you, this this defense is going to create problems. Now, the one thing I had a little concern about was the offense. Um, I do want to say I, I, there was a lot of stuff I liked about the Dallas Cowboys offense. Um, one, they didn't turn the ball over. Um, you know, Tony Potter kind of got close there on the screen and and got hit there on the fumble. But thank God for Biotis being in the right place, right time. But it didn't look like they were forcing anything. They just played within the game. I know it was rainy, and Dak's stats weren't that hot. But if you really look at it, you know, it, there was three drops. Ferguson had two. 
and Hendershot had one. So I think his his stats would have been a little bit better. He probably he actually that one to Hendershot in the end zone. I believe it would have been a it should have been a touchdown if he would have caught it. I know he's kind of high on some throws and the ball was kind of slick, but and it, it was rainy, but it was it was for both teams. Um, but what I what I do like about this Cowboys offense is I was looking at like the play calling and year one with the Mike McCarthy calling plays. You know, we're 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 gone and we're done and over with the Kellen Moore. Um, and what I didn't see last year in the Kellen Moore area. Uh, era and now I see this year with the McCarthy era is setting up those you know wide receiver if you want to say pick routes and help you know get other wide receivers open because they had that you know that three uh three wide receivers set on the left hand side um you had I believe it was Ferguson and Cooks uh run run like little slants and it's freed up uh freed up CD Lamb uh on the back half and they got him free you know, you, you didn't see that last year with uh, with Kellen Moore calm plays. So and there's other like there's other players that look like they're going to get involved in this offense. Um, Rico Dowdle had a good game. Um, uh, Cavante Turpin, he's another one that, you know, while he was in the game, like you, you see that the Cowboys are trying to use him more often. And that's that's a testament like it's it's a new era. I, I, I feel like. You know, we're we're trying to be somewhat, I don't want to say like the Dolphins, but get faster guys in there. Uh, Kevante Turpin, um, you know, you got Cooks there. You utilize these people with speed. And then look, you know, um, uh, we have, uh, what's his name? Eh, oof, really forgot it right now. The Oh, Deuce Fawn. There you go. We didn't really see a, a Deuce Fawn, what he could do. I know that he got in there pretty late. But um, and the game was already over by the time. But it's it signs that you know I felt like they had something still pending. They're showing they didn't show all their cards, and I, I feel like they're just managing the game. And I felt safe. I felt good about that because I felt if Kellen Moore was still in this uh, this system, I'm pretty sure that he was going to try to do a trick play or throw it deep. And try to make the big play and put the dagger in the heart, and it possibly could have uh, become like a turnover interception. And I believe that this Mike McCarthy just called a really, really good game. And that's just me. I mean, um, we're talking about uh, on other people that you didn't see that they utilized was uh, Hunter Lepke, and, and you saw him in the backfield. Um, this is a guy that, and he was in a uh, fullback position, but I feel like. They're going to use him also in this offensive scheme where I'm I'm literally excited because I just feel like you can see the blocking schemes. You can see everything just look nice and crisp. And it's just maybe it's just me. Um, and I'm not, you know, one of those football guys that are like, you know, all into the play, you know, books and and play football most of my life. No, I've been watching football, you know, most of my life. And as I see change and. I love change. You know, you, you get what you say. You know, you, you know what I'm saying? You see this change in offense. You see different styles uh, of you don't see these curl routes that Kellen Moore is uh, uh, like three, three wide receivers and all three are doing curls. We didn't see that. And that, that's a good thing for Dak because I think that helps out Dak. And I just feel like Mike McCarthy taking over the play calls is very, very, uh, very, very good and, and looks promising for this team. But 
this defense, I mean, when I mean they are flying around, it is oof, it is fun to watch because you're just giving a wave of people. You know, it's it, it just comes in waves and waves. Our our third or fourth strings are going out there and 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 creating havoc. Um, and I just love how like Marquise Bell was out there laying the wood. Um, you know, we didn't and we're down Jordan Lewis and um and another safety. And I it's getting late because I want I wanted to get this podcast over. Um, but Donovan Wilson, there you go. Uh the, we are down two important pieces in our defense, especially Donovan Wilson that, you know, stops that run. He likes to, you know, be in there and, and be in the mix. But we're we're missing two uh, key pieces, and we still dominate on a defensive side. Um, can they keep this up? We'll see. I'm hoping that this is, a uh, you know, a testament of what's going to happen for the next, you know, for this whole year leading up to playoffs and possibly, you know, a deep run in the playoffs, hopefully Super Bowl. But, you know, some people are, you know, some people are kind of uh, kind of still up on the fence on this offense. And again, we're going to go back. I'm, you know, this offense, I, I liked what I saw, not forcing anything, playing with the system. Dak was throwing, you know, some good balls. Again, they're just being dropped. Um, but I, I like what I saw and, and, and not showing all your cards, and people are saying this and that. Hey, look, it, it was wet for both teams, okay? Um, and his stats are not going to be that, you know, outstanding because we were given a short field almost every single time. Uh, this defense was creating this great turnovers. And, look, when you sack the quarterback seven times, what is it, 22 or 23 uh, pressures, I mean – Daniel Jones was running for his life most of that game. So to be honest with you, um, I want to see what happens next week. Um, talking about next week, we're going to be playing the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. Um, what is it? Four plays, three or four plays in, got injured, and it doesn't look uh, it doesn't look promising. Um, Aaron Rodgers went down. Uh, they're saying ankle, but how his face looked when he turned over, got up, and literally sat back down, I mean, when you turn an ankle, you can you're you're able to walk that off. Um, you know, probably get it retaped. I am pretty, I am pretty damn sure that's an Achilles. Um, people on the internet are speculating. Uh, there's slow mo. There, there's like a slow motion replay of when he's getting tackled, and it looks like the Achilles kind of like snaps there um you you've seen that injury when you know it snaps when uh Kevin Durant had that in the playoffs uh one year when you see the thing this like you know snap right off the bone um and it kind of looked that way um I don't know you know we'll see because you don't know with the video editing and and so on and so forth but that was this man it it sucks because those Jets fans I'm telling you they it suck the whole wind out of that stadium like that stadium became really really silent and the game's not even like right now it's not even fun to watch because there's no more excitement in that stadium um and it sucks for jets fans because i pretty we're following this thing through the hard knots leading up to the season um people were you know praising the jets people think that the jets were going to make the playoffs um probably going to win the the east um 
and you know Brees Hall is out there running as hard as he's he's running. Um, and it was looking, I mean, it was look, it's looking good for a Jets, but now you go back to Zach Wilson that threw an interception, and that's uh, that's it looks like it's gonna be your quarterback for the upcoming future. Um, because uh, again, I think it's a, an Achilles teal, uh, Achilles tear. I might be wrong, the x rays are negative, but you know, a lot of people probably won't speculate, but I'm pretty sure those uh, those doctors and athletic trainers uh out there they know what's up uh i you if you saw that like that stare that he looked into the into the um sideline and kind of gave those one those like yeah no nah. and hey, i know aaron Rodgers is is one one of the tough guys and for him to just shake his head no and then get helped off the field yeah that looked like an achilles uh i it, it sucks because you want to see, you know, you want to see it play out. You want to see the season play out with their best players. You don't want any excuses. I mean, if you look at the San Francisco 49ers uh, in the playoff run and in the playoffs, they lost to Philly. Um, this guy goes down and Brock Purdy goes down with the finger injury. And then his backup then gets, you know, uh, goes down also. And they're, they're, running, you know, Christian McCaffrey out there to try to throw passes and then telling Brock Purdy, hey, I need you to, you know, try to, you know, throw at least five yards or whatever the case may be. Because if you really look at it, the Niners were driving on the Eagles right before that, uh, you know, that injury to Brock Purdy. The Niners were driving on the Eagles and it would have been an interesting game. I know Debo Samuels had some stuff to say on the offseason that, look, we we were going after somebody, and it kind of changed the whole uh, game plan when Johnson got in there. And I'm telling you, it, it just sucks because then you're, you're playing like the what-if game. Like, what if Aaron Rodgers didn't, you know, tear his Achilles? Got Brees Hall, looks like he's back, you know, 100% because he has damn near almost a, 100 yards already in the first half uh, of this game. And it 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 literally sucks. But Cowboys play the Jets uh, next next week. I'm pretty sure they'll be preparing for Zach Wilson. But we're it's it's gonna be a great test for this offense because the Jets do have a very very great defense, um, a defensive line, the corners, um, you know, linebackers. So it's gonna be a great test to see how this offense looks on the second game. Now again. You know, there's there's some miscues uh, with the offense, uh, but again, you, you can't really tell if that was the rain in the aspect or if it was just uh, not really paying attention, um, attention to detail. Um, so we'll see. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Jake Ferguson and Hendershot are going to do a better job in this uh, second game because I believe the the games in Dallas. But let's talk about this Miami Dolphins and Chargers game. Man, this thing was a shootout. Now, Tua, 28 for 45, 40, 466 yards, three TDs, one interception. Now, man, I kind of, you know, and I placed a bet on this one going over 50, and I was, I was damn near uh, right on that one. I kind of felt that, you know, we're all offseason. We're, we're wondering about are the Dolphins going to take, uh, you know, implement the running game more uh, try to run more with uh, Moser and their backups. 
um, because Moser only got 37 yards. Um, but I kind of felt like they saw something in the Chargers secondary that they can take advantage of. And they're playing man versus the damn near fastest wide receiver in the NFL. And I don't know if that's cocky, being cocky or being overconfident that you think you can, you know, be one-on-one with Tyreek. And Tyreek just burns you for 215 yards on 11 catches. Man, I mean, that's why I think that, you know, they stuck with the pass and and kept on throwing that, slinging that thing. Because Chargers historically, and, you know, the past couple seasons, their back end is horrible. Now they have Asante Samuels uh, out there, Asante Samuels Jr. out there, which is probably one of the better corners. Um, but they couldn't; he couldn't keep up. Nobody can keep up with Hill. They have a fast team. Like if you really look at the Dolphins, it's this is like a Ferrari. You know, you got Hill, Waddle, and the one the one player I do like uh, that's a slot receiver for them, Braxton Berrios. Man, this guy, I I, I believe he's going to be that little key piece in the slot for Miami. Um, just because his his knowledge of the game, his toughness, um, knowing knowing where to be, I think they were missing that last year. And Braxton Berrios is is that dude, man. When he was with the Canes, I, I hated him um, because I'm an FSU fan, and watching him uh, with the Canes, he's always he's always did well versus uh, FSU. Um, but just seeing his knowledge of the game, and I think that you know it it helps out with Tua being in a slot because I don't think they had a slot receiver like that. Um, so everybody was just, you know, zoning in on Tyreek and Waddle. So adding that third element in the wide receiver group. And then you could see that Tua was trying to get uh, the tight ends uh, uh, involved with Smythe um, because he, let's see, he got three receptions for 44 yards. So look, I mean, they this air attack from the Miami Dolphins is it's is something it's it's scary. Um, the only thing is, again, they you know, and they're probably just going to play it, you know, by, you know, what team that they play. But, man, if if they can get some form of running game, kill kill some time on the clock so it won't be a shootout uh, like where we just saw. But, you know, it's first game. We'll we'll see the adjustments that they make towards the second game, but look, it, it's I'm I'm kind of concerned for the Miami Dolphins defense because, I mean, they got gashed on a run. Um, man, you got Eckler going for 117 yards, one TD. Uh, Joshua Kelly for 91 yards, one TD. Um, and then with the receiving, you didn't see that that much with receiving, but when the defense needed to to get it done on that last drive. The Chargers are going backwards, and and that's a testament of just playing, keep on playing, keep on grinding. Um, the defense again, they're they're giving up big plays and and sp- mostly in the running game, but when they need it the, the most, they got the sacks, they got the the you know um, the play, they made the plays when they needed to. Um, so you know you saw you saw in the post game speech that. He was saying this was a team game. There's a team win, um, and you're gonna you're gonna need your, this defense now. Maybe it's you know some rust off with Wilkins, uh, you know, uh, basically not 
participating until and and signing a deal until later on in in uh, training camp and only have what a week to prepare or a week to get ready. Um, but I do think that this uh, Dolphins defense is probably a, a top ten defense. I want to say, um, but let's see if they can uh, uh, turn it around next game. Um, and I, I want to see them get a better outing on this next game. Um, I'm trying to figure who out, figure out who they play, but I'm pretty sure that it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a barn burner um, out there. I don't want to say Denver Broncos because Denver Broncos is their third game. I think it's their first home game. So um, whoever they play, I just want to see a better outing from the defense than stopping the run and doing a little bit better job in the in the passing game. But it's been a it's been a great first week of football. Football is back, man. I'm getting all my merchandise. If you, you know, all you fantasy football fans, if you want to look right here, I'll bring it out. This is, uh, this is the, this is my belt. Okay, this is because I was a winner on on actually two two uh, two of the three leagues I was in. So I was a fantasy football champion. So if you uh, trying to trying to retain this belt uh, for another year. So, um, but that's our fantasy football. That's the. I want to have with the with the coworkers. Um, so yeah, it was it was a great it, it, this fantasy this first week of fantasy. Man, if you didn't have uh, Tyree Kill um, and Tua, um, it wasn't that much scoring uh, uh, for fantasy football. But um, it was a great first week, and I love football. Football's back. I can't wait to uh, you know uh, for week two. Week two starts on Thursday. Uh, that's kind of crazy. Thursday night football right off the bat with the uh, Eagles and, and uh, Vikings, um, both teams. Uh, well, Vikings coming off a loss and uh, Eagles uh, squeaking one out, uh, you know, from the Patriots, which was very surprising, um, even though I know it was a monsoon over there and it was raining, too. But I'm telling you, I think this defense, the Eagles defense kind of looks suspect on the back end. Um, you know, they had trouble with that bunch set formation and you know, passing it off, um, and making Mac Jones look, you know, just like a stud out there, um, even in, in the horrible rainy conditions. Now, um, Eagles didn't, you know, their starters didn't play the preseason, also, so maybe it was a rust factor. But we'll see how they uh, how they do versus Minnesota. Um, they have a history of you know whooping up on Minnesota, so we'll see um, how that that game plays out. But um, yeah, man, football is back. I'm glad to see this. My FSU Seminoles are doing good. Um, so, hey, look, I if I can die a happy man if uh, my Cowboys win a Super Bowl and my FSU Seminoles uh, win a Super uh, win the um, the championship all in one year, the same year. Oh my God! And give me the Miami Heat NBA playoffs champions. Woo! My God. That that that's just that'll just be a dream come true. Now we you know Miami Heat, we just need to get Damian Lillard because we lost a lot of pieces. But um, that's that's another podcast to, uh, to go for. But man, football's back. I appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. Please again, don't forget to like, subscribe to the page. Please hit that like button on this video. It really helps out. Subscribe to the page. It really helps out with uh, me putting more content. I know that JC wasn't on here or Duncan. Uh, both of them were busy today. Um, let's see, I was trying to see if they can pop in, but I'm pretty pretty sure they're, they're too busy to pop in. Um, and I know Duncan's uh, working hard, working those two jobs. But 
when he gets some time, we'll we'll get some insight on him and his Hurricanes and how they're doing uh, beating Texas A and M and what uh, what kind of uh, future, what kind of promising that he sees for the future for the Canes. So that's it for the today's episode. Thank you for tuning in to Big Meat Sports, and we'll catch you on the next episode.